0: If you call the Okanagan your home, you almost certainly know a business person. Entrepreneurship is in our blood, as is the incredible sense of community. So this podcast series is really about all of us, all of us who love local. It tries to tell the stories of the dreamers, the risk takers, the people who built this place and who put in new foundations to strengthen it every day. I will confess to being a neophyte when it comes to the arts, but Destan Norris's paintings have always spoken to me, since the first time I saw them at Gallery Odin on Silver Star Mountain. Years later, having owned the Destan piece, I finally got the chance to sit down and talk to her about what drives her art, and now, as a published author, what drives her to tell her stories. I'd like to start off by welcoming my guest for this evening, uh, and it is evening, Destan uh, Norris, the artist, but I think also the author now. So welcome, Destan.
1: Thank you, Satu.
0: Um, I'd just like you, you know, to introduce yourself and just tell us a bit about, well, your different personas and your different businesses, if I may call it that.
1: Okay, thanks. Um, my name is Destan Norris and okay. I'm a visual artist and most recently um, a published author. My practice has been a visual as um, a painter and drawer for uh, a number of years. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts from the UVic in 1987, and then I undertook a Master's degree and graduated in 2009 with um, a Master's of Fine art degrees from Tasmania.
0: Wow. Yeah. And then yeah, the part of the world, the other side of the world.
1: It was a uh, uh, 7,000 miles across yeah, the mm-hmm. ocean to... Land there, and yeah, so that was finished in two thousand and nine, and after that, I moved to Vernon in two thousand well it was two thousand and six I finished the degree here, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and so you've been um, you've been pretty much painting and um, being a being a full an artist, artist yes,
1: well, not quite full time because i I had another life, and that mm-hmm. was to help um with support uh, myself and that was uh, work at the Pinnacle Suites up at Silver Star right. and I had managed the that business for nine years and just finished this September and that was living on the mountain so that's where had, we had met which yeah. was lovely yeah. and, and uh, at the time I was working I was always having a studio but my focus over the last 10 years has been public gallery shows and when it wasn't you know full-time painting i would paint as much as i could but i wasn't um able to keep up with uh the amount of work needed for a commercial gallery yeah but i do have gallery odin on silver star mountain which is a lovely gallery which is where
0: we first met
1: yes Mm. we did through the gallery
0: and um you know if i can take you back then you know because clearly so there's the bachelors and there's the masters of fine art When did you know that you wanted to be, you know, that that you wanted to express yourself through this medium? Uh, You know, when growing up, how did you come by? I
1: think I was probably scribbling on the walls when my mother was trying to get off all my scribbles <laughs> and I was probably I don't know three I remember her burning her hands from the chemicals because I had used crayon on the walls right and then she used a couple different chemicals and and I remember that clearly in my head and it's like oh no my mom got hurt because I was doing this thing uh-huh. but I think it was just natural um, desire but I was um, an athlete as well growing up and my focus was more in athletics right until I was early 20s and I was starting to you know shift the corner and really realize that I had this passion for exploring my my creative visual side and that's what ended up happening mm-hmm. but I still keep up with my athletics I, I love that. Part of
0: life too. Yes, but not... I'd like to talk about that because <laughs> you did you did a crazy challenge. Uh, this, but carry on.
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know the crazy challenge. That was my 60th year this year, and I thought I have always thought what it would be like to wonder what it would be like to run up Silver Star after driving up and down the mountain for so many years. Yes. So, I thought, well, why don't I do it? I'm turning 60. That'll be done on my 60th birthday. So trained for it, and started with about 12 weeks of training. And uh, had a couple friends that said, "Yep, yeah, we'll do it with you." So we started Mad at the people, BX obviously. Falls, yep. yep, and then went right to the top of Silver Star.
0: Well, that's a half marathon, but going up uh, uphill—yes, pretty significantly uphill.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it is. Well, you know, um, as an artist, uh, one is one is tem- tends to be eccentric, so <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that. Then but you can understand. Also, <laughs> it's a adventure to go on, but just going back to you know. Um, does it does it uh, for you? Yeah. You know, starting as a child, pretty much, and you know, being interested in this, and then turning to it in your twenties. Do you visualize stuff first, and then you have to put it to you know to canvas, or how does the creative process work for you?
1: Well, it's a lot of um, being experiential. So it's something that I've used to in my work is landscape or nature based. Right. So it's going out into the environment, and then having a, you know an interaction and that could be like a more it could be spiritual it could be sensational it could be perceptual it could be intellectual because all those are combined when we see ourselves in landscape Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the external landscape but there's also the internal so kind of marrying the two and when I realized you know it's going down with um, kind of the path with my landscape painting that was about the experience in the landscape, but then also turning it inward. So Mm -hmm. it was becoming this inside-outside or outside-inside reflection, like a metaphor for how I'm feeling. And, uh, you know, I've ventured into some abstract work, but it's always usually been around nature. I've gone from painting Rocky Mountains and foothills of Alberta. So that was kind of where I kind of entered into um, committing after my bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. um and then it was to Tasmania and I did water as a metaphor for life right and then came to Vernon and living at you know in Silver Star Mountain as you know you look out your window and it's like this expansive beautiful I don't know how you get any work done (laughs) I know isn't it so beautiful like like the the vista and the horizon line at the monochies where the sky hits the, the mountain line and and then you the sunrises sunsets and all that weather that comes that way and you know that was my my work for every year of years, skyscapes and then I went into the cosmos so it was like this natural progression yes indeed yeah and and now kind of grounding myself back in back on planet earth I think for a while they <laughs> say yeah
0: but whatever it, it uh, you know springs to your uh, speaks to you and to your soul as well as your experiential um, yes. perceptions Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and just uh you know but there was a part of that story which was uh, Tasmania. So how how did that come about and how did you end up there and what was it like what was your experience
1: there? Oh, it was fantastic to go to Tasmania. I felt like I came home to a place I'd never been.
0: Uh-huh. And That's a good way of describing it. Yeah,
1: it was it was an incredible feeling and um it was interesting because I would never have thought to look for um Tasmania as a place to do a master's degree except for the fact that when I graduated from UVic in 1987, pre-internet days, I saw this catalog in um, the University of Tasmania, right? and they had a master's degree program. And, and I thought, oh my gosh, I ever want to do a master's, I want to go there. <laughs> so now it's like 2002, and I'm ready to, to, to apply. I'm looking at Canadian universities, and there's nothing that I see that really integrates um, painting and in nature or landscape and right. environment. And I think, oh, University of Tasmania. So I get on the internet, and there it is. There's a one of the four research strengths at University of Tasmania is natural environment and wilderness areas. Mm-hmm. And it found its way into the art school. And there was a, a, a number of artists working with that as a theme. So it was like, pick me, pick me. And it was the only place I applied. And when I got in, it was just like, I'm supposed to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here it was, 87. And there it was, 2002. It was like 15 years later. And it was just like, the past meeting the present.
0: And they had the absolute specialization that you wanted yep. to be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great.
1: It was it was actually.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you had a few years there then.
1: Yes, I did three years there mm-hmm. and then um, I came to Vernon to live. That was 2003 and then 2006 I came to Vernon and um, I still needed to work. There was a lot of tumultuous Tumultuous time in Tasmania, so um, from, you know, the project was kind of in the memory of the loss of my daughter, who I lost through water, and through the candidature, my grandmother passed, and my mother passed, and I came back to Canada, so there was this line of maternal, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. so it was... It wasn't an easy, easy <laughs> time. I was just saying to Corky today, I was like, oh my gosh, that master's degree, if I was another time and place, it would have been a lot different. It, yeah, but you can't stop life. And that's the thing about being an artist. You actually incorporate
0: yes. what's
1: going on in your life and it comes out through your, your work.
0: Everything has a place. You know, yeah. Uh, and it has a value. Um, I'll, I'll uh, you know, probably as good a time as any to uh, touch upon and Norris, the author as well, because... I think that, um, you know, that period uh, is is pretty much, uh, you know, what your book is about and then its impact on you. Is right. That, is that fair?
1: Yeah. So when I was a student at mm-hmm. Ubik, I had made a number of paintings that I uh, had a hard time understanding where they came from. Yes. Um, I mean, I had the idea, made the painting, but it did not come out like the idea. And so I shelled them away. And then, um, so that was in 87, I graduated. And in 1995, uh, we, um, my ex-husband and I, lost our youngest daughter at a picnic. Um, and she went to the river and was drowned. She was a year and a half. So within that year of grieving, I realized that I had made these paintings and drawings and artwork other artworks that related to the child in water nursing mother and even the location actually and I I realized it when she went missing because she wasn't found for two hours and I thought oh my gosh you know like there's this and this and this and this and and, um anyhow at the year after her passing I had this show called Leah's Gift Right. And it was to commemorate and celebrate her her brief life and to thank the people of Jasper for their wonderful support. So I had the paintings that I had made, um, some at art school, some that was eight years previous, <laughs> and then um, a few artworks that I had made that year of her passing. Right. And I had little cards that would identify. But there was more to the story than the exhibition that I could ever tell unless I was to write it. So. In my heart, I knew I wanted to write this story. Yep. And so it really took me, um, well, 25 years. It's 25 years this year, and I, the books come out. So I started about two years ago. I knew it was like, it's time to tell the full story. And, mm-hmm. and um, I just felt that I needed to because I'd come to, to a new place in myself, and I think then I was ready to share it and maybe help others or help them maybe see in a different Way once you do lose somebody, and that's inevitable. We're all going to lose somebody we love. Yeah. Whether it's a child or a parent or spouse or.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's dealing with the aftermath of, uh, of it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it's. Uh, there was also a documentary uh, which was made on you, um, mm-hmm. which is around the similar time that you were writing the book. Is that, is that no, about.
1: Um, Brian, uh, Brian Taylor of On Cue mm-hmm. Film. Independent filmmaker heard my story. I right. was actually doing another project. It was an artist in residence right. with the Katani Cultural Center and the Allen Brooks Nature Center, and he was, he was filming me making a, a drawing and then making a painting, and then this was for, um, just for the residency, and he heard my story and he said, oh, well, that would be make an interesting documentary. So he really, I told him the story, and then he built the story of Leah and Leah's gift um, because I had given a number of presentations PowerPoint presentations so he took that as uh, the kernel and then he built the, uh, his story around it and he followed me around for about three years so he's got me going to different events and doing uh, talking and he's has other people talking in the film and so yeah he, he wanted to show kind of where I'd come from and right. it ended with the, the Cosmos work Yes. Which was really where about... Where you were going at that yeah, point. Yeah, where we all will end up, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: It's it's interesting, isn't it? It's uh, it's hard to say sometimes whether art imitates life or, uh, you know, or it's, uh, it's always like a circle, really. Yeah, at it the end is. Of the day. And even the documentary and the book and your life and your paintings um, sort of reflect that cycle. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, the... And it's interesting because you, um, and I think, you know, when thinking about where our ideas come from, I mean, I'm very intrigued and interested in consciousness, right? Where are we when we're thinking and creating and we get these ideas and, you know, we might be in not thinking about the thing that we want to solve because that's what we all experience is when we take our mind away from something often that's when we're going to get the answers so yeah. it's this non-attention so where where do we go and what is it that is um, bringing us these ideas that imagination you know i love einstein says imagination is everything it is a preview of life's coming attractions mm-hmm. and when you think about that it's like you set it here in your mind first and then it's almost like you know that film that you see and you go,
0: oh, yeah. (laughs) That is is actually really powerful because, you know, as you were talking about that uh, and, you know, the fact that Einstein said it as well as a scientist at the end of the day, uh, but a thinker, um, it's it's almost how everything in life, uh, you know, even whether it's business or it's, you know, whatever you're doing, uh, sometimes it works that way, right? I mean, just trying to solve a problem or focus on something the same way doesn't work you know, just uh, approaching it differently or taking your mind off it, right. really does uh, seem to open up uh, different answers. So it's interesting that you describe your painting as, or your creative process as being something similar, yeah. You know? um, metaphor for life. But, um, you know, creativity aside, um, everyone has to put bread on the table, <laughs> you know, I've always been intrigued. What's it like as an artist to, you know, to find that balance between commercial uh, and the and living and, uh, and creativity
1: well i think for myself with um when i first got going which was after leah passed i knew i wasn't i was interestingly enough i was managing a lodge in jasper at the right. time mm-hmm. and when she left then it was like okay i'm not supposed to do this i'm supposed to paint this is what i was supposed to do right so I finished off that season which was 95 did one more summer season because it was just a summer operation and then it was time to leave i was to paint husband was to go out and do his carpentry, we had two other children, so we were looking after the children, he was working, I was painting and running a guest house, and made it work for that five years, but at the time, I started getting these galleries. So by 2000, you know, I had had three galleries, the year 2000, sorry, I had uh, three galleries, one in Calgary, one in Regina, and um, one in Jasper, who was Mm -hmm. then opening up another location in Banff, so Jasper and Banff and was selling, but it, it was like there was something else calling me. It wasn't enough. I wanted to contextualize my work in a, in a sort of a more contemporary academic context. Right. So, I it was like this drive that said, "I want to do this master's. Now it's just not enough to sell my work. I want to undertake something more in depth about my own research and my own um, intellectual interests. Yeah. And that's what drove me to the master's degree, which at the end of the day was more than about um, art as education and art as having something to maybe say in a way that, um, I mean, not that, you, know, you have to be careful because it's not like art in commercial galleries doesn't, but when you, when you go through a master's program, there's that other expectation of it's art for research sake and it's, it's, a, it's like a different um, yeah. study and in academia so then to come out of that and then it's like okay well i always wanted to have my work in public galleries and you do get more weight if you have a degree or a master's degree right to get into public galleries mm-hmm. so that was more my my route and when i came back to canada and i did get um showing with gallery odin so there have been some sales over the last 10 years and and they have been wonderful but now I've had these public gallery shows, and it's like I finished at the Pinnacles in September, and I really want to build my body work and then have uh, apply for other galleries. So now I'm I'm, I'm going the side where it would be really nice to sell lots and lots of work. <laughs> and why not, right?
0: Why not? Because but, more people get. To f- sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, sorry, and can combine both, like combine yeah. both the the fact that I can be saying something in my work. And I can sell it, too.
0: 100%. Yeah, it becomes, uh, again, it, it becomes the fact that, uh, you know, you are in public galleries um, drives the other as well. Because, you know, it, it's, it's hard. it must be harder for struggling artists who are starting out, who have to make a commercial decision most of the time, a compromise. Yeah. Let's call it compromise. Um, you know, and hope, you know, you are at the stage where that's not... Uh, that's not as a, you know, as much of a driver for you, right?
1: Right. Yep. No, it's more about what I want to paint. Yeah. And then pushing that, and even still, and I think most artists find this. If you're really continuing to explore and grow, then you're always kind of pushing the limits. It's always the next painting or the next painting. Because yes. it's this it's. I've done a lot of exploration and experimenting, but then I guess that's part of been my process and and my journey has been that discovery, which I love. Yeah, like yeah, it's like finding something, and it's
0: it just <laughs> is that exploration and discovery in terms of uh, you know themes and so on, or is it uh, tools and techniques and uh, you know uh, techniques of painting, et cetera. Both. Or is it both?
1: both. Okay. yep, yeah, it's both. as as the work has has gone through those, you know, I'd say four different themes for myself, all based on nature but now finding its way back into the land, um, but it does have you know, the exploration of it, the materials and, and how I'm using marks and color and the surface of the paint mm-hmm. and how that interacts and speaks to what I'm trying to say. Yeah, So. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. It's, uh, and it always, you know, the great thing about art is it always speaks to, um, you know, each piece speaks to a person in a different way, uh, right?
1: And that's the beauty, it total is the beauty. Yeah,
0: you know it's it's uh, you know there's a personal story here, which is uh, which is that when we went to when we got the silver star and we wanted to decorate our new home and you know we wanted a signature piece and went to gallery own because we wanted to support local, but then we picked one of your pieces which you you probably familiar with, but it has nothing to do with uh, you know being local. It didn't have any sense of this place, but it just spoke to us because it was peace and it was you know tranquility. Um, and obviously, it, I don't know if it was part of your water theme or not, but there was water in it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting because um, you know, um, commercial art often is about just place or theme, and you know it's very specific, yeah. right? And yet you you can make it there as well with what you do.
1: Yeah, with the the water lilies, that was really mm-hmm. symbolic for me because I did feel like. I was kind of coming out of that mud and muck Mm -hmm. through the darkness. Um, I mean, and then was was coming up and blooming. So, that whole idea and the symbolism of the lily was really, Mm -hmm. yeah, important for me and that body of work. So, it was wonderful that it spoke to you. And I think what you said is like every person, and when they interact with a piece, and I think as the artist, to let go of our work and allow. You know the viewer, the audience, the person who's going to live with in their home to love it and to see what they see in it because it might not be what we um, see in it Mm -hmm. or made. It's Mm -hmm. what the other person brings to it. So
0: yeah, no hundred percent. And I haven't, uh, you know, all these years I hadn't thought about the the other uh, you know principle of water lilies, which is exactly you know my dad has them in his garden, and I know that the pond is just full of mud and, you know, horrendous stuff, yeah. but, but it produces these beauties. So, thank you for that. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, and that's what it was. So now you have another angle when you look at, right. oh, there's <laughs> Justin, she's she's popped out of the mud, <laughs> the muck. Uh,
0: yeah. and, you know, on that, uh, on that note, still staying on the theme of commercial and, you know, um, art for the sake of art, let's call it. Um, you know off late obviously I mean the the coming of the internet and I guess even this year you know the fact that uh, there's limited mm-hmm. interaction has changed the scene I'm sure for artists in terms of you know um, how you put yourself out there how you get known uh, because galleries are you know are limiting have been limited mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. so um, you know how do you fit into that world and how do you find it and what do you what do you recommend to young artists starting
1: out? Well, I'm kind of an old duck. <laughs> but, you know, it was never easy for me to think about marketing my, my own work. That's why I always wanted the gallery to do it. Because if you have gallery representation, then they should be speaking about you right. and telling the clients and their patrons of about, you know, your background and what you do. But the expectation now um, for a lot of artists, because um, the lack of galleries and There's never been so many artists out there now. Yes. There's a lot of people making artwork, and rightfully so. They're expressing their creativity. So it makes the field very wide Mm -hmm. and broad. And there's not enough galleries for artists. And there's um, a lot of artists that have different uh, pockets of where they're selling their work. But one thing is, is sort of the internet and Instagram is huge. It's probably the social media site for artists. Right. As well as having your own website and selling off your own website, having an email list. So, I've been doing that over the last number of years, and over the past like two years, I've had gallery sales, but I've had a lot of direct sales. Mm-hmm. So, that's something that I had never felt comfortable with, but I'm embracing it more and more because it's like hard to, it's like talking about yourself. And let's, you know, you do, you're supposed to be doing it in a way, it's like, how do you talk about
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: it's like, buy my artwork or just this piece would go lovely in your home or <laughs> you know look <like, laughs>
0: oh. I cannot imagine you doing that no but yeah. it's um yeah
1: but I you know I guess there's just it's all all about the way you do things and and making sure that people are aware that you are working or what you're working on and so I do a newsletter, and I send it out once a month. It's been focused on, on the book over the last three months, mm-hmm. but now I'll get back into the painting. And I've got a website, so there is a button on the website. If somebody wants to buy off the website, they can. But a lot of the the, the interest has been through usually most of the connections that I've had. Right. But that's like everything, isn't it? We, we build our relationships and our connections with people, and there's the ones that... Um, trust us and then tend to buy on us, buy yeah. from us too.
0: Yep, yeah. absolutely. And you know, um, I, it, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting space because I don't think the galleries will ever disappear. I mean, clearly not, you know, right. it's, uh, it's, just, it's just nice having a direct uh, sales uh, channel as well and being able to talk to your, you know, your patrons um, directly. It's, it's nice as well in a way right?
1: it is because it's there's a story with it right yeah. and it's nice to get to know um the patrons as well yeah and I've got some lovely relationships because of having sold paintings to people
0: yeah
1: so they feel moved by something and then they get to hear stories and then I get to hear their stories and there becomes a relationship and it's it's a beautiful thing which I didn't get the list of all the people um when I was with those other few galleries before Mm -hmm. I did the master's degree because they didn't give me their list of people who had bought my pieces Yes, and I actually had some uh, fellow Mm -hmm. from the states email me about oh five months ago Uh and he said I just found you on the internet we bought this painting like 2001 when we were in Jasper we love it it's moved four times with us and he actually just sent me a note and he didn't send the image of the painting and then I emailed him back and said, well, that's wonderful to hear do you have the picture of it you could send me and he did and it was just such a lovely, you
0: know Reconnection
1: Reconnection Yeah That they had felt this and they reached out so I put it in the newsletter about, you know Mm -hmm. so nice to hear from people who have collected so, yeah Um, and that's really why I make work it's connecting And I feel my artwork and my writing is a platform to connect with people. So I should embrace it more. I guess I'm just still hiding behind that. But I would like to get more galleries. And that's kind of the focus now. Is like now I'm full time in the studio and build my body of work. Because I need to be able to have enough work that if it sells, I can replace it. So there needs to be a steady rhythm. And I'm just... Kind of it's, it's, it's such a, busy- a hot
0: balance, isn't it? But and it's new for you in the terms of having all the time in the world to do it now.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's very exciting. But that's not
0: enough in the twenty four <laughs> hours <is there>?
1: now. <laughs> no, however, I put in a ten hour day on Saturday and like I did not even eat. So if I get painting and I'm into mm-hmm. to what I'm doing, I forget about eating. I it was ten hours and then I put in another ten hour day on Monday. Same thing. It was just like I got going and and I guess you know, when you talk to anyone who's involved in something so focused, they do lose their self in it. It doesn't have to be painting. It could be, you know...
0: Yeah, whatever you do.
1: ...sports or climbing or, yeah, reading a book or... <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah. Well, uh, we've kind of talked about what the future holds for you, but is there anything, you know, looking out five, ten years, um, where do you see yourself? Where You know, what would... For you, what would define success? I mean, you're successful. What defines success? Is it... um, you know, where do you see yourself in ten years?
1: Where do I see myself? Well, I will still be painting. I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to have uh, two major galleries, and I would like to be—I don't know—I—I want to make really big, powerful, meaningful work, <laughs> and that really yeah has an impact i guess it, it that sounds it's pretty far fetched but that's my that's always been my dream is to really make something that just is like but there again it, it's up to the viewer so I guess it has to be that place in myself, but maybe that's never going to come because maybe it's always the next one, and that's the beauty that's the that. job that's the beauty of it it's it's just continually grows but yeah i I would like to be active, healthy, painting. Uh, I would like to have the second book finished because there's another book coming. Oh, nice.
0: uh, Are are we allowed to talk about it or what it's about or would you rather?
1: Yeah, well, it would be a continuation of the theme. How I structured Leah's gift was, I actually took the exhibition and each of the artworks that were in the exhibition is the chapter. And the title of the chapter is the title of each of those artworks and I weaved a story around each of the artworks so it was a it's a short book and the next book is going to take artworks as well and it's going to tell stories not just specifically about the artwork but things about the life as well Mm -hmm. through the artwork and the um, the journey that that happened after because I mean, I talk about Leah's gift, but it's kind of from the perspective of 25 years later, and there had been a lot of changes, but it didn't, it didn't come overnight, and it's those in-between times yes. that I think there's another story. Another My sister guess. told me that anyhow. She goes, like, you haven't told the whole story. you got to write the second book because what else happened is like, people need to hear about that because it's, I think what happens is when we, when we share our stories, we, we connect with people. They mm-hmm. feel like, oh my gosh, this person went through this. I did too. And and you feel a sense of like, I'm not alone. And I think when we feel like we're not alone and there's other people out there that might have experienced something similar, though different, that it's just, it feels like you can get through this too. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's such a metaphor for this year as well, you know, uh, because... Uh, because there are connections, even though we can't see each other. In many cases, um, yeah. you know, that that never that never goes away. So, thank you for putting it in those beautiful words. I really wish you all the best. I, you know, first of all, thank you so much for giving us this time and, you know, sharing your stories and uh, what what uh, makes you tick. Um, it's been a real pleasure, and I and I think that the re- you know I wasn't sure. As to how to approach this interview, to be perfectly honest, I can edit a lot of stuff. So to be perfectly honest, because I have never interviewed an artist before, but, you know, what you, the things that you, you know, talked about was so, uh, will resonate so much with people and it speaks to your point of connections because this is what Love Local is about. It's making connections locally as well. So we really appreciate your time and, you know, uh, and agreeing to do this
1: oh well it's been a pleasure statue and i wish you well with love local and we're all going to do our supporting with the local businesses that we really want to to help support and uh, i think focus on all the the meaningful relationships we do have in our beautiful community because it is and it, and you're part of it and you're creating it by by doing this so thank you thank yeah. you
0: yeah. It was a real privilege for this art neophyte to sit down with a multi-talented person like the Stan and understand how her life and her experiences drive her art and continue to evolve it every day. It was also really revealing talking about her stories as published in Leah's Gift. Not only are we blessed to live here in the Okanagan, among such beauty, we are also blessed to have people like the Stan, who can express it in far different and more beautiful ways than we can.